up a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Host Tanzan, Maggie, and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and die-hard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 10.13, Handcuff Solutions, where we are covering the novel Death Masks. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. A wop ba a wop bamboo cutie booty. We want to send a special shout out and a thank you to Cody Killebrew for buying us a pint on Patreon. By supporting us at this level, Cody now has exclusive access to episode outtakes, our special Discord community, and even our official McAnally sticker. A huge thank you to Cody for his support. If you'd also like to grab us a pitcher, pint, or sampler to get loads of fun perks and exclusive merchandise, check out our Patreon channel today. Chapter 15. Harry goes to Michaels to speak with him about the duel. He finds the home suspiciously empty. While investigating from the treehouse, he is found by Molly, and eventually Charity comes home from errands. On Charity's word, Shiro offers to act as Dresden's second in the duel. So he goes to bad, but... <laughs> bad dreams, as usual. Although, you know what, Harry? If you keep taking those ice-cold showers right before you go to bad, not that surprised. And I guess that's one reason why I could never, ever be a wizard, or else I would be one of those super-duper necessity mother of invention wizards because i could not live my life with cold showers not in fucking chicago you know i always thought i took no winter really hot showers apparently no no i take cold showers and didn't know it Hmm. listen ice baths are a thing right now they're a popular thing right now it's like this whole like but that's by choice one in your mood relieve pain just like positivity in the world circulation whatnot yeah, but not when you're fucking cold and it's fucking cold out there. And you know what I mean? That's like, yeah, if you need to do it for for medical reasons or whatever, why are you? Is it because he made noise? Yep. Um, you know, yeah, I get sports guys and stuff do like, you know, whatever. That's fine. But I want access to a hot shower when I need a hot shower. And the fact that you have to at all. T- I get there's times he's joked about it being being convenient, you know, when he gets all hot and bothered. And he's like, well, I can just go take a cold shower. But I'm like, no, like Chicago in the middle of winter, where I live in the middle of winter. No, sure. Summer, love a cold shower sometimes. Yeah, I wouldn't like- be sleeping in my bedroom. I'd be sleeping at the hearth every day. <laughs> like- hearth? Mm, no, I don't like that pronunciation. Well, hearth sounds dumb. It sounds too close to hearth. Which is, you can easily pass mm, for I've a I've saying hearth this whole time. No, it's hearth. Mm, I don't like that. Hearth. Hearth and home. Mm, Hearthstone. No thanks. I think she's Hestia got you Hestia of the one. hearth. No. It is 100% hearth. I'm not, I don't like it. But now that you keep saying it over and over again, you're both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> 
up until that last time, the 75th was I too many. would be sleeping right in front of the fire, on the carpet, on the ground. You were like a cat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heat source curls up. Yeah, she well. is. She's she's finicky. She's got a major attitude. <laughs> it's a good thing I've noticed she that a lot of our, our people in the Discord <laughs> our cat are cat people. <laughs> no wonder they like you so much. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Think she's queen of the world and we should all do whatever she wants. She doesn't have a birthday, she has a birth month. Yeah. Although I have to admit, it was really funny because she was telling me on the way over that her roommate is like, oh, a package came, you got a birthday present. And then it was like something else. And he was like, oh, not a birthday present. And then like something she'd ordered for me came. And your roommate's like, oh, you got a package, it's a birthday present. She's like, oh, not a birthday present. And then it's like something else came, it was a birthday present. I got present. some board games from Space Mole Games, not a birthday present. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, so this time her roommate's like, oh, somebody sent you a present. And she's all like, oh, no, it's just this. Or Multiple this, packages or this month have not been a birthday present. <laughs> Although that one could quite of sort of except that we got copies too but i mean that could kind of be like a birthday present you got sure, the game sure but the other things like weren't for you they were thinking yeah about for, like, i can keep people. one of them but yeah. i had to give away the other ones you, you did, but mm-hmm. isn't it like in the olden days or like i don't know rich people or like high society or class or something where you have a birthday party and like you give presents to other people instead of bringing it you know the episode we're recording right now is going to come on a day after my birthday cha-ching so y'all missed it. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. You live in a zoo. Yeah. You look like a monkey. That's right. And you act, smell, look like one too. That's very rude. <laughs> I really lost it being there. No comment. That's in okay. Tra- tradition for anybody who's not familiar with it, tradition in our family is uh or like my not my extended family, but like mine and my children's. Arrogant worms, happy birthday song. Mm. Have a listen. Okay. My mother did not appreciate it the one year I sent it to her. Duly Boy. noted. I know. I was like, I do recall the first time you ever played that for me. I was like, huh. Okay. I play it for everyone all the time, too. Yeah. It's a good song. It's it's funny. Anyways, so, um, yeah, Harry has a cold shower, which I would hate to have to do. Goes to bed, has bad dreams. So, yeah. kind of get it. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty stock dream for him. Like the, yeah. A pretty woman he fails to rescue, and then he ends up in a deadly kiss with Susan. Right. Blood, flames, yeah. things like that. So, it sounds typical. Like he's thematic. Thematic for him, but also the same sort of slightly random, but pulled somewhere from your subconscious, like many of us have. You know, like, again, right? Dreams are... Um, but then the last bit, you know, it does make you... So, he's like, a woman that seemed familiar, but whom I did not recognize, shook her head, drew her hand from left to right dream scenery faded to black in the wake of her motion she turned to me dark eyes intent and said you need to rest so it's like was this part of the dream or was this like someone coming along and being like you don't have time to relive all this shit get some actual deep uninterrupted sleep without all the trauma was this Mm -hmm. godmother was it his godmother was it his mother was it somebody else we don't know or haven't met yet or you or know just the subconscious being like we're pure, pure you, you what, gotta stop this dude yeah was this purely just another element of the dream or exactly right because it's like familiar but not mm-hmm. and again i've had that like somebody seems like super familiar in the dream but then you wake up and you're like no i legit have actually no idea who that was or you're like oh yeah it was somebody familiar but you can you know so i'm like yeah very, very interesting. I don't know, mm-hmm. right? So we will have to see. Is this foreshadowing of something or just random sleep? I, I do love that Dresden has this very kitsch streak. Yes. Like his alarm clock is a Mickey Mouse clock. Yes. Cute. I was just saying this to you on the break. Like he probably has on the wall like one of those black cat uh, <laughs> With the tail twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just stole Monica's. Monica had that in a cow version when he went. She had like the 
So maybe he just took like Monica's ticking cow clock with the twitchy tail instead of the black cat one or something. We know he's got like a 1950s diner thing going on. It. <laughs> he's, he's got a little. Well, I mean, in all fairness, Harry does say my, my apartment is just whatever. Well, I was gonna he say he picks he's, everything up from a garage sale. Yeah. yeah. So right, we know that he's not into like matching or de- it's comfort or practicality, right? So he's got secondhand couches that were inexpensive because he can't afford to buy, but mostly they're comfortable. Don't really care what they were fabriced in, upholstered in, as long as they were comfy. And presumably at least one of them long enough to fit him laying down. That was all he required, right? So same thing. He's got all these rugs. And textures. Rugs and textures, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Doesn't care that they all, mit- all match. They're all whatever. But again, as long as they cover the floor and keep them warm and yep. tapestry, right? So um, His bookshelves are like mine. A yes. black one and a white one and a wooden one and a different kind of wooden one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll... But, um, but yeah, you get these thrown in, you know, where it's like he's got, like, Star Wars posters, and then he's got, like, his Mickey Mouse clock, and he's got, you know what I mean? And it's all like this, you know, right next to his, like, Dean Koontz horror, you know. The random junk we all have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's very much, you know, the collector bachelor nerd. Well, it, if he wasn't I, a wizard, he'd be a nerd. Right. Well, well, in all fairness, he says exactly that about himself in the very first book, too. He's like, I'm the arcane version of a classic computer nerd. Yeah. He's like, I do magic in one way or the other, and that's all I do. <laughs> he does tabletop gaming. Like. But yeah, he does, right? Again, he's the Alphas have invited him out. It's okay, some- so do I. So nobody get offended. I'm a nerd, too. Right? Absolutely. I think we all are. Yeah. Again, I don't think anyone's bad- gone to this episode and was like, yeah, these guys are definitely making fun of me for being a nerd right now. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a badge of honor. You know the whole like the meek shell and tear at the hurt. I'm like, this is it. This is like the age of nerds. It's like cooler to be like a nerd and a geek. Right. And I can not. never remember the difference between nerd and geek. There's supposed to be some one, sort has of one has an N. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a wordsmith. I know. You're so punny. Uh, um Yeah. I, she stole that from like her conversation with uh Vincent, okay. <laughs> no. Wizard has a Z. That was Sonya. <laughs> oh, who cares? How long have you been a witch? A witch? Or a wicked? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. But yes, it's, it's just like I was saying to you guys kind of on the break between episodes too, you know, I'm like, it's, it's I don't know if what this says about me, if you know, I can relate to like, you know, lyrics written by 16 year olds and things like that. that they're still relatable in my, you know, I'm like, are they just very mature for their age or am I just, my life has not gotten better since I was 16 or, but Harry's kind of that same way, right? He's growing up, he's mature, he can go and, 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 you know, go to some high class. Well, okay, that wasn't, the party was supposed to be high class. Harry did not go in a high class dress to the costume party. <laughs> <laughs> Bad example. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, he does have whatever. He consults with the police and he does this. And then at the same time, exactly, he goes home and he like has conversations Listen, okay. With his cat about it's his clients and has his Mickey Mouse alarm clock. It's called duality of man. It, yeah, no, 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 it's good, right? But it's like, exactly. He's, he's like, you know, holding on to those bits and pieces. Like, yes, I am a mature man. I have my own business. I'm making my way in the world. But I also still like my Mickey Mouse alarm clock. How many of us actually feel like that we're proper adults? I don't know. No, I, I, yeah. It's all a big fat lie. They all tell you that until you get there and you're like, ah. Although, I did see this really interesting video on, um, it was more geared towards millennials, um, that we don't go through the same um, key milestones that previous generations had, like owning a house, Mm -hmm. having a career, Mm -hmm. we sort of jump jump between because of how the economy sort of worked. So we don't actually um, adjust maturity skip-wise from, because we have never 
don't have the same sort of yeah. set. That, yeah, that's interesting, there are no actually. Mile, there there are no can, milestones for us. I believe, yeah. Because, I mean, I used to say that, too. Like, I used to be like, I mean, pros and cons to everything, right? But I was like, sometimes I wish life was like 50 years ago. You know, it's like you watch the old movies and they're like, you know, you get hired as the perfume girl at Sears or whatever. And then you move up to, like, the manager. Right. And then you move up to, like, right. nowadays that's not it. You know what I mean? If you start the perfume girl, chances are either, A, you're going to move on and get something better for or you're just going to, you know what I mean? There's not the same way. Like, you can't start as a perfume girl and end up as like the manager of that department you know what i mean it's like you either have to go to school and be a manager person and come in and be you know what i mean uh. and there's no loyalty back and forth so there's not you know companies don't try to retain you and look after you because they're like well fuck you we'll just hire somebody else you, you what's know, our bottom line yeah, yeah. I, I can make you manager i can fire you and hire a new perfume girl it's for two bucks and you know what i mean related that way yeah and yeah. then the same thing of, of uh, you know both ways there's uh and same thing we don't feel any of that loyalty to our employers and stuff you know what i'm like i miss some of that you know like i kind of wish there was more of that where it's like you could go in and be like hey if i get in and do a good job i've got 20 years at this place you know and now you're right it's like it's just i'm getting close with doing it now but before that like i jumped different career yeah like i'm wildly different careers like none of them were related yeah i don't know if i did quite as much i think my biggest milestone is my is being able to buy a car yeah, and like this, this like a this newer, new one nicer. is like the one, the only one that I haven't had to co-sign with. Right, oh, which feels good. Eh? It kind of <laughs> until I look at my the amount of debt in my my, my bank. I'm like, oh, well, and that's the other thing we all so get into debt. We can't get out of like. it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? This is why we cling to our Mickey Mouse alarm clocks. <laughs> Give me something, and I like how yes. Very much like the rest of us, he would love to fling it across the room, but he's like, oh, even I can't do that. I can't sleep in the same room as someone that would. Jessica! What? You need to get a Mickey Mouse alarm clock. No. Or the equivalent thereof. I would want to throw Mickey Mouse across a room. So, oh, I, that's why I just changed it to the equivalent thereof. We'll get you a Disney princess. That's much more satisfying. <laughs> it have to be like Belle. No, she likes some of the Disney princess. We have to get her like Belle or something. that she Because literally she was saying like how Belle? she... No, she likes Belle. Belle is like her favorite. Oh, Belle is my favorite too. So I said we would have to she get... She not know me. We'd have to get her one with Belle so that she doesn't just throw it oh, across I the see, room. I see. Yeah. Because we, we'll just get you one and then like foam line it so it just bounces. She literally set like 57 alarms just because cause she had things to do and didn't want to waste her entire time off between her job and coming here with just sleep. So she set literally all the alarms she's like ever created in her life and she creates a separate one for like everything. She never like reuses an alarm. And I'm like, well, that's not good. Because um, Excuse me. I had to start reusing them because I hit 100 two days ago and it won't let me make more than that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, there are, limits. <laughs> no, there are limits. So, and I was like, well, the problem with that, I was like, why would you want to do that? Because I'm like, A, either you're just going to have a completely uninterrupted sleep because your alarms are, con- you know, I'm like, why not just let it go for like your six hours or seven hours or eight hours or whatever you want. Oh, that's super not good and for then you set three snoozes. Right. And then set three or four of them, but at least get, you know, your whatever your minimum base hours of uninterrupted and then. Or I'm like, you're just going to train yourself to sleep through them all, which is why you start setting. And she was like, funny, you should mention that because she's like, I did set like 100 alarms and I woke up like six hours later and it had like, you've missed 37 alarms. <laughs> and she's like, oh, damn. And then she fell back asleep for a couple of more hours and woke up. And then it was like, you've missed 55 alarms. And I'm well, like, you don't, well, you that's don't the point. The ability to create yourself a proper like consistent it's sleep very schedule, difficult like, with her working life yeah. right now she has so many different jobs and i get that you're like a nomad she is but i'm like that's the problem that's why she's like yeah she's like she got mad because she wouldn't want she took the bus instead of the train 
because she's like, the bus takes longer, but it's warmer on the bus. So she's like, whatever, I'm just going to grab a seat and snooze on the bus between one job to the next job. And then she was really mad because the bus driver was, like, training and they couldn't hear each other and they had the heat off. So she took the longer route for less heat in the end. (laughs) But yes. So anyways, yeah, I'm like, you're just going to train yourself to, like, sleep through all your alarms. And that's why you, you know, setting more and more of them isn't, isn't better. So anyways... Oh, well. Oh, well. So he's left a message for Murphy. Which is good. I'm glad that he did call Murphy. He did get it in there. He Mm -hmm. did get it in there. Yeah. One for Michael as well. Then he he takes off for for Michael's. Which is like the most American dream set up house ever. American dream. Absolutely. Picket fence. Like, he's living. He's. (laughs) <laughs> Which is kind of funny. I'm like, I the get the American dream. The American, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, um, he he does have that sort of picture perfect home. He's like, um, I get anyway. He's sort of elevating it because this is Michael, and Michael's gonna happen at the same time. I'm like, it also feels a little bit like a, a kick in the teeth, so that you know, because he's like, Michael's house did not blend in with most of the other homes at all. You know, so it's like Michael had this lovely house with a white pick, and it was so out of place in this neighborhood. Everybody else's houses are shit. <laughs> well, essentially, know? like they don't live in the richest part of. town. Town, but no. Michael is a carpenter. Yes. yes. And, he is. A- and he probably gets his worldly reward for doing the duties that he does. A little bit. Well, to you me, know, it's uh, always one of those maybe. things that Michael's just a good guy. So he just puts he's in the work. Karma, exactly. I don't think karma is a Christian concept, but it balances out the same way that exactly, right? Michael is a good man who tries to do good work, so he's got good clients. So he, you know what I mean? Like, right? It's like. You don't, you're not a typical contractor. You're not some shyster asshole that like gives you a quote and then takes like seven months longer and like, you know what I mean? So I think in that point, God sees to it kind of a thing that exactly that Michael has steady work and that his clients pay on time and recommend him. And he, you know, I sort of feel it more that way. That's not necessarily things just fall into place not necessarily divine intervention but exactly he gets that little bit of a Mm. not that exactly it's just and yeah he again how much of it well we find out because they mentioned he's obviously doing some of it himself right now so whether or not michael built the entire thing but exactly right he's capable that you know if he just bought the house at some point he was able to build and put in a white picket fence if it didn't cut you know what i mean and da 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 da. and again we know they've been established for a while because you know they've got molly's 14 molly's 14 right so you know they've got you know a good 15 or more years of marriage so yeah but exactly he's he's got the barbie dream house kind of thing <sighs> and even his tree house does <laughs> which is both awesome and depressing <laughs> yeah so no one answers the front door so he lets himself into the back and climbs up the fucking tree house yeah he's like, i might as well just hang out here well, in this tree like, house well it's a better vantage point right well it's better well yeah at first he's freaking out because yeah he's he's like um can't figure out that, like, you, you said, like, well, suspiciously. He, thinks he, he hears something on the roof, so the best place to go would be in the tree to see on the roof. Yes, that is initially why he gets up there, is to check things out. But yeah, he's busy. First of all, he's like, how the but fuck then I is bet he's like, home? And I'm just gonna sit here, this is fine. <laughs> 45 people live in this house. <laughs> and he's, he's, yeah, as he's sitting there, you know, admiring how this tree house is better and has more features and amenities than his own house, he's like, I could climb back down. <laughs> or, would Michael even know Notice one more. It's funny though. Um, my friend from Cub says almost done something like this. They they moved into the, so first of all they moved into one of those lakeside neighborhoods, and they literally are like three houses from the waterfront. So they can like literally walk right down to their little man-made lake there. And then he also was building a tree house for. I don't think it's the all-around. If I remember correctly, it's more of a 
like rectangular kind of than like Ugh, a house house. Why even try? Because because it has electricity, you can flip on the lights. Oh my god, okay. Alright, there's that. It has a tap, you can have running water. What? And oh. just in case, is there all this stuff and, though, like running and, across the lawn and, up into a tree? Yeah, yeah pretty much. She just, and just in case, I guess I don't know. The folks have to hang out there with their kids during the tea party. It's Wi-Fi enabled, so you know what? This is it, like this the is not a treehouse. This is a panic room, right? People are gonna break into a treehouse. Right? And live it's, there. it's just <laughs> they're gonna get squatters. It, it just is more open plan like a treehouse, as in open. <laughs> Here, I was but, impressed yeah. my Auntie Donna has one like that because but because Bill's a, a drywaller. He did he did drywalling and it's got like actual proper siding so, on it too. Right, yeah, I don't know how... I don't the think hardest I... part is getting it up because the ladder is sh- shyster. Oh. Yeah, I haven't been up back there in a couple of years now because we used to do like our leader barbecues. He usually hosted and they've been at other people's the last couple, but I would... This year it might have to be back at his place because I'm like, I need to see how you finish like decorating and exactly. I'm like, did you actually like drywall and put siding or is it still just wood? <laughs> but yeah, I literally, I was that's like... That's electricity I, I was, though, like that's... I was that's like, incredible. you have built a nicer tree house for your children than some apartments I have lived. Like, come on. <laughs> and he's not douchey. He's not like... Man reverts to tree. Yeah, but it just, it was funny. I was like, dude, you are going all out. So, yeah. um, Yeah. Did you guys ever go to, like, that, like, the treetop adventure thing in BC? Uh, I did. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Did I go with you? Yes. You're not in the memories, just the (laughs) treehouses are. (laughs) Yes, we did the Capilano suspension bridge and the treehouse adventures and things. And it was so... Such a structure's built in the trees. Like yeah, it massive, is. Like, they are like little tree houses around these trees. Oh, I think I've seen they have, of it. Yeah. They have like little suspension bridges and walkways so you don't have to come down. You can keep walking You just all walk around. from tree to tree. Tree house to tree house and stuff like that. It's very yeah. e-walk. Yeah, yeah, it is very. How old were you? Yeah, no, I've seen those pictures. That's oh, cool. 12, 14? Gosh. So, yes. Yeah. So, it's fun coming because he's like, he's like, can't figure out why nobody's home, first of all, because he's like, well, there's just so many of them. Secondly, he's like, there's still Something kids. Wrong. Well, there's kids that are not school aged yet, so they can't all be in school. And then he's like, maybe they go to church? Do they have church at three o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> well, Harry, it depends <laughs> on the time of year. And because that's specifically when you do uh, Good Friday services is at three o'clock because that was the approximate time that the crucifixion and all that but it's not a mass God, was you don't a terrible have catholic you don't have but yeah it was anyways it was just funny was like, i don't know what they have like could they be at church like just michael and his family are so catholic and whatever he's just like i don't know she's taking all the kids and went to church in the middle of a wednesday afternoon or whatever the fuck it is no <laughs> but yes yeah so he's gonna split and then yeah like you say here's the noise best place to check it out is is up in the treehouse and before he can run away or do anything yeah. now he does hear he hears somebody coming up but, climbing up the treehouse who turns out to be molly brandishing a few piercings and dressing <laughs> what, what i'm gonna call punk cheek so yeah well red bra ripped up private school uniform and too much makeup she's brandishing piercings he's brandishing his blasting rod in her face because right. he doesn't know what the fuck is coming so he does he lights because he's like I could jump out of that. Is that a settling torch? Yeah. I'm like, so this is kind of funny. So he's like, it's probably, he's, he figures an eight to 10 foot drop. So I'm like, I get that. You don't want to just jump straight out because you're right. That that's enough that you could injure himself as he's like worried about. So he doesn't want to, but at the same time, and I'm like, again, unless this is just like becoming a, uh, not fast enough reaction, but Harry 
who is, as we have well determined, almost seven feet tall. I'm like, you couldn't just do like the drop and dangle because then you're dropping like a maximum of one to three feet. <laughs> right, I guess so. So mm-hmm. I'm like, does it figure that it's like, oh, by the time he like climbs over and like lets them, you know, that the bad guys would have more opportunity to get the drop on. Whereas if you just jump, you jump, you know what I mean? But I was like, really, I was like, Harry, I'm pretty sure you could just like dangle. Well, he's and... got shit luck, so, you know? Yeah, I just, but it's just like he doesn't consider this, you know? He's just like, I don't want to drop because I break an angle. But, anyways, but yes, turns out it's fine because it's not some creepy demon bear or bat shit haired lady. It's just Molly. And yes, she's all getting grown up. And what? And it's cute because Justin has very good reactions to right. this. I, I love this one, like because I wrote, I, I wrote, I had to write down the quote of this. I worked hard not to smile. Smiling would have implied that I found her outfit amusing. She was young enough to be hurt by that kind of opinion, and I had a vague memory of being that ridiculous at one time. Let he who hath never worn parachute pants cast the first stone. <laughs> so all, right. all I can imagine is Dresden looking like MC Hammer. Right, like, and especially Dresden. I totally put a picture gawky, of MC Hammer in my notes. Like, yeah, well, but again, right, super tall, gawky, gangly, white boy magic nerd with, in parachute pants. With, his, with the crotch down to his ankles. Like. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just, yeah, but I do, I love this, right, where, again, Harry's old enough now to be like, what the fuck is this? But young enough to remember. And he's got a sensitivity. Don't laugh in her face. That's nice. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's like, but he's also, so he's partially amused, but he's also partially horrified <laughs> right. by this because his best friend's he's basically daughter uncle, right? is all of a sudden all like everything's all ripped and slashed. He's got a red satin bra peeking through. He's like, what the hell? You're like 10, you know? And. Yeah, so obviously hasn't seen the kids in a little while, right? Because, again, we know him and Michael often bop around and do, but we also know Charity's not fond of him, so he doesn't get invited over a whole lot, right? But it's just kind of funny where he's like, yeah, firstly, just the usual normal surprise that we get. We're like, oh, my God, I haven't seen, like, holy crap, you're big now, you know? And then just also the fact of, again, this maturity of this makeup, you know, and he's like pre-teens. Well, early teen. Right. But, um, but yeah, exactly. Like, she's wearing makeup, but he's, like, not so much as to be, like, whorish or whatever he says, but more than, like... More than more than her age range. More than your... Yeah, right? So, and again, I'm like, yeah, we've all been... And I, and I love this. So, I, I didn't didn't have to be this way. I, I didn't necessarily have to carry, like, a complete change of clothes around with me every time I left the house. But there were some things that mom was like, yeah, you're not... You know, you kind of had to hide under something else until you... <laughs> Yeah, so thankfully thankfully I was mostly just kind of a jeans kind of girl, so that wasn't usually My older right. sister, I, I am fairly certain that she had like the, the two changes the of clothes. Change of- like, I'm I'm pretty sure she did. But but me, like by the time my parents didn't give a shit about me by the time I was like Well, there's and, like, and- I dressed like such a heathen to like Catholic school in high school. Like I <laughs> I had the weirdest like, like outfits ever. I had a 1930s tux with tails, and I would wear it with a top hat and the, the Dracula red glasses. No, but see, that's not <laughs> horrible. Weird that's just, that's but I also, at one point, I shaved my head, and <laughs> and I dressed in lots of leather and, 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 and had chains and handcuffs hanging off my belt. Yes, I will make her post. I found out, I found out like, ten years later, all the football players were terrified of me. Which is funny, because you're, like, what, five, six? I was going to say, I will make her post all of the pictures of these outfits on that. We can hand them over. We can all revel in the glory that was Tanzan. I don't think 
I have any tux tails pictures, oh. but I do have pictures of me holding a whatever pair of you can find, up to and including your '80s night last night. <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny. I was gonna say I do remember my paternal grandmother complaining because yes. her mother was extremely, extremely strict, and women wear skirts and dresses only. So my grandmother had to. Um, keep her jeans in her yeah, locker at school. Yeah, she couldn't just wear jeans to school. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't wear pants at all. And so my wow. grandmother went so eccentric that she, like, like her first ever, like, money that she ever had, she went out and bought bright red jeans. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she kept in her school locker. Yeah. But I don't actually remember my mom ever wearing dress ever. I think she always wore, wore pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's more like me. My kids and they were definitely mom memories. jeans, like 1980s ah. mom jeans. <laughs> The Canadian tuxedo with a... <laughs> my, my mom was very much the mix because she definitely, again, being Catholic. So I don't know, I, I don't remember what branch dad's family was because they weren't Catholic. They were some other Christian, whatever. But, um, because I remember Johnny used to say, they used to have to strip the floor. They used to have to, like, all the, like, wooden floors in the whole house. And they used to have to strip them and re-wax them, like, every fucking week as well. Mm. Not just, like, once in a while. Every week they had to strip and re-wax. But anyways, um, but my mom, I remember, she would wear, you know, like, the Sunday best kind of a thing. And my mother would wear dresses or skirts or things, like, on Christmas or parties or to church. or But, you know, again, the rest of the week when she was just momming it around and stuff like that. Yeah, totally wore the slacks or the jeans or the something like that. Me... I have worn, like, again, I've worn dresses to weddings and things, but I, since since I was a teenager just about, I very rarely wear skirts or dresses. I just got all insecure and whatever. <laughs> now it's the typical, like, well, geez, if I still looked the way I did when I was 20, I would tell you, you know, but when I was 20, I was like, oh, I don't want to show off my legs. They're, <laughs> you know, I don't have nylons to wear. Or, you know, again, I just wanted to be like, I know part of when I was younger and started because you'd always have to wait around for your parents to do all their chit-chatting after church. And I'm like, I can't go climb trees and play if I'm in a dress. So that was partially the start. And same thing of like at school and stuff like that. A couple of times I think I wore a long skirt, but mostly it was like, I'm going to want to run around and do cartwheels and play with my friends or maybe climb over a fence. Like, I'm not wearing a dress. But yeah, maybe climb over a fence. She was quite the delinquent. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got the scar. See, see, Harry, I did do um, the twenty foot drop, and I got the scar to prove it. <laughs> but yeah, so, so Molly is yes expressing her. So yeah, and again, I have to say, I don't know. This still seems to be more of a typical thing in the states. And correct me if I'm wrong, where they still seem to do uniform. Because again, I'm, that's always been the, the classic. Uh, the 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 stereotype, the thing. Private the school, Catholic school. Catholic girls and, and yeah, wear a uniform and say the pledge Catholic, of allegiance. Catholic and, right. uniforms and, and stuff I like that. And I think this is very much regional. Even in Canada, like my cousins in BC, uh, she went to a Catholic school and she had to wear a uniform. Okay, but I think they sort of. I think it was treated a little bit more like a private school uh, funding-wise. Right. And I think, I wonder if that's the difference, because, again, from what I understand, because, again, it was always the thing about, like, Catholic schools are better, and, again, more privately funded down in the States or other parts of the world. So, yeah, it was more, it was more like a private school. So you had the uniforms and you had, whereas public school was left to the underfunded, understaffed, under-resourced, you know. We're here, like... Catholic, Catholic. I went to Catholic school here, and there was no uniform. There was no uniform. There are private I did schools. They do school. have uniforms. Yeah, my separate school, I wore a uniform. Catholic school, I did not have to. Right. <laughs> you know, and again, it was again your your typical modesty kind of a thing. You know, like nobody. Oh, this funny. Again, my boss, who is now like sixty nine, is you know likes to talk about how she was the era where they like had to like protest for girls to wear pants, and she's like, it, I don't think she went to Catholic school or anything like that. I don't recall for sure, but she's like, it was really dumb because they were. Allowed to wear hot pants 
but they were not allowed to wear like slacks. Well, they still have like, issues with stuff is, like that. Yeah, but I mean, like freaking hot, but like how backwards is that? They're like, we just want to wear pants that completely cover us from hip to ankle, and no, but we can wear hot pants. That's a feminine clothing item that is appropriate to wear to school. I don't know what the fuck hot pants are. They're they're they, you know what cheerleaders wear under? They're like the short shorts. Oh, skirts. Mm, no, not the skirt part of it. Just almost almost like boy shorts kind okay. of a thing. Like hot pants okay. were just very short, very tight. You know, like when you go back and see all like the sure. the yeah. the booty shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot pants are just right. short shorts. Okay. So so Dresden fusses with the handcuffs that are still on one of the wrists, and Molly teases him. Ooh, Molly says wisely, "Are those fun time handcuffs, not bad time handcuffs?" Gotcha. <laughs> and he's like. How do you know about... Well, first of all, she's plucking up. Horrified. And I have to wonder about this slightly, too, because he's like, is that an eye ring and all that? Or an eye ring? But I'm like, how... Like, okay, the nose... Nose ones are often small if you're not... Eyebrows are a little bit more. How is her mom not noticed? I guess she takes them out. Right. How is mom not noticing the piercing holes, right. though? And I know from experience, because, like... And you you know this. Yeah. I hope you know this about your nose ring. Um, because, because it's a moist membrane. Um, if you take out your nose ring for more than a couple of days, no matter how long you've had it, oh, because yeah. it's a moist membrane, it will close oh, on itself. Oh, this is a bad time today. What? Do you have moist membranes? Or no, be quiet. Are... Don't say gross things. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, oh. no, I know that, but I mean, and I get... And eyebrows, like, yeah. Okay, those, I, I get those that. scar. Ugh. I get that more so that, fine, she's going to school every day, she wears it every day for the duration she's at school, takes it out for a couple hours while she's home. I'm not worried about the closing up part so much. I'm more, the sc- the whole yeah, because I'm like, okay, again, on the nose, and depending on the shape of your nose and w- how your little dent in your nose is there. I know when I take mine out, you can see it. Like, yeah, and other people's, I know it's it's not very obvious at all. And again, if you're not looking for it, you're not, you know, again, maybe Molly's got the initial it. piercing, it'd have to be in for a while first. Well, that right. too. You'd have, to, ha- you'd have to have, like, you're supposed to have it in for like something like 90 days the first time. You, it's usually a minimum of like six weeks right. to three something, months or something right? like And that. it will always have, like, even, I've had mine since high school, and I will still have risk of it closing up mm. if I ever take a, take it out for more, than, di- more yeah. than a day. But anyways, yeah, I just feel, especially the eyebrow ones, from what I've seen from most people, because again, the nose is just a single through, whereas the eyebrow is like a circular. You kind of got the two ready. Usually, right. usually when they're out, you can know. <laughs> I don't know why this is so bad for you. Like, I get in general, but how is just the piercing hole left over? Is it an active imagination thing? Hey, you're just threading it through your body. It's gross. Uh, I get I'm not that disturbed by I find this like piercings. very funny and ironic just based on the fact that you had piercings in, in your like collarbone collarbones yeah but <laughs> I didn't have to thread them through they were permanent <laughs> except your body was like fuck you no they're not uh, yeah but that, that was very disappointing <laughs> yeah I had them done twice and they rejected both times uh, yeah, my- uh, but yes yeah that was mm. that there's one yeah how did she manage to to yeah, get through the healing process without her mom and then again how does mom not notice some of these I don't, I don't that think are those are feasible but, like yeah but anyway, benefit of having too many children, right? I guess, Molly's right. just oh, she's like, was that Molly or Alicia just now? Oh, it's who a cares? Zip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Molly, they don't really. He doesn't say too much about her hair right now. Maybe she's just got the long hair, and she does. You know, like again, my mother was forever yelling at me to get my hair out of my face, and you know, my bangs were always flopping over my eyes. My hair was really long, so you know, maybe she just makes it a purpose to always just have like her hair like. You know, covering the nose. Yeah, <laughs> she just keeps it down and like scrunched around her face the whole time. And right. anyways. I just love that she pulls out not just one kind of handcuff key, but multiple. Yeah. Which, which I don't, I used to wear security, so I have handcuffs that are like police issue. And yeah. I only remember. We all believe being, that excuse. 
I I remember being able to get a universal key for it. Like, I think there's only one kind of key, but I, I could be totally wrong. I, I, yeah, I, and I've always sort of thought, I mean, again, it always seems to be the kind of thing that usually... it's one in, little tiny nub. That's well, yeah, so usually in, like, movies and all that kind of stuff, right? It all seems like if you've got a cuff key, you've got a cuff key. And, you know, but I do wonder, and again, given what we're learning about Molly, that obviously Molly is experimenting with self and finding herself and whatever, right? So here you have the good little Catholic girl. Or the naughty Catholic girl in this with, case. <laughs> no, right? She's got the ripped up clothes, the flashy bra, the piercings, the makeup. Nobody this, rebels like this, a Catholic girl. Oh, amen, sister. So is it, because, you know, I'm thinking now, so there's your typical, like, police handcuffs, but then you also have, like, your sort of the old-fashioned manacles, which... How do you describe almost like with the big like almost like like a horse's bit you know it's got the big bar oh, right, and right, then right. like the the loop around or something you know like I wonder if maybe this is it if it's not just that there's handcuffs but she's got like different types of handcuff manacle ch- you know what I mean like this is where the variety of key comes in it's not just that regular handcuffs take a variety of keys but she's like very different types of maybe maybe. I don't... Different brands. I had a Smith & Wesson brand. Yeah, I'm only familiar with the pistols, but... They, yeah. yeah, they actually do handcuffs, too. I guess we will have to do this. We will all be, like, hopping on afterwards and, like, looking up. And never use real handcuffs for naughty play. That is just wrong. Not safe. Take a hint from Gerald's game. Bad idea. Not familiar with that one. Mm. But I've... It's, it's, I've Seen and read lots of other media and stories and whatever. Where they're they're, they're, they're a... having naughty time and he oh, handcuffs yeah, yeah, yeah. her and, and then he drops dead. Yeah. And so she's trapped. Yeah. Yeah. Now they had that in like NCIS too. The guy was like on leave with his girlfriend and they were at a hotel and he like runs out to get food and then gets like hit by a car or something. Oh, and yeah, then right. she's too embarrassed to admit that they were like, so she makes up this whole big story about being like kidnapped and whatever. But mm-hmm. Anyways. Most modern handcuffs in Canada, the United States, the United Kingdom, and Latin America can be opened with the same standard universal handcuff key. This allows for easier transport of prisoners. However, there are handcuff makers who use keys based on different standards. There you go. (laughs) So maybe Molly just is simply covering her bases. Mm. Or, again... She's an avid collector. She's an avid collector of various... And we don't know, because Harry, like us, says, where the bleep did you get a bunch of cuff keys? And she says... Internet. Do you really... No, she says, think about it. Do you really want me to answer that? No. No, I don't. Cool. Uh, see, my <laughs> thinking would be that she just has a bunch of random keys to a bunch of random shit, and she doesn't know which one is the handcuff key. And that could also be, too, because he does just kind of oh, say okay. she takes out a thing of cuff keys, but you're right. They might not all be all, two cuffs. They might not all be two cuffs, either. Right. It could just be, One's yeah. for, for her diary, and one's for her piggy bank, and one's for her friend's diary, and one's for the yeah, handcuffs. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it makes for a great moment. Whatever these mm-hmm. keys are, wherever they came from, and whatever, again, maybe she has a bunch just to make people wonder and ask that question. She's like, again, like with everything else, it's like, it's just for the shock fact just to make people uncomfortable but really like you say they're nothing (laughs) and furthering the uncomfortable factor is that molly apparently listens in on her parents conversations yeah Yeah, so she she does find his grocery list mentioning the duel and asks him point blank if it's about the the vampires so she as you were said she has been eavesdropping so she's like already at 14 fully entrenched in the supernatural world Yes and no. Well, I shouldn't say fully entrenched. She, yeah, she is. She has awareness that say, not other people have. I don't think that her parents.
parents are necessarily keeping it a secret from their kids, right? Like, they're not going to lie and be like, oh, you know, dad just had a business meeting. Like, they know what their father does. You get the sense that, yeah, they have an idea Michael's out there protecting the world from bad things. But they just don't, you know, obviously get the extent of, like, some guy almost ripped off your dad's arm today. He had 800 arms. (laughs) So, again, keeping with the whole appropriate level Mm -hmm. for your children and things like that, you know, exactly. It's like, sure, when children are young, you need to explain body parts and things to them so they're not, but at the same time, it's inappropriate, you know, to sit down and show them Debbie Does Dallas to explain the birds and the bees when you're, you know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like, again, their kids have some, but this is the thing, because I was like, it makes you wonder, right, does, does Molly know or not? So again, same thing, I agree with that, that, because again, she knows about vampires and things like that, but as she comes up and Harry's got his blasting rod, she's like, whoa, what is that, like an acetylene torch? You know, so is she just trying to, you know, again, it, it indicates that she doesn't recognize it as a magical weapon right off the bat, right, right. then and right, there right, either, right? right? So again, she's that, you know, she's 14, so it's like, again, and again, how much of it is illicit information, you know, that her parents don't want to explain the full entirety of it, so she's picking up things here and there, so again, Making up her own conclusions, which might be wrong. <laughs> right, so again, she might be able to, you know, again, being part of... of our pop culture as they are, you know, it might be easy for her to wrap her head around vampires and things like that. Maybe it's harder for her to actually picture, like, a wizard and what wizards can do because we don't have people doing magic stuff like that. This, You know what I mean? Like, so whatever it is but yeah it's just again that very interesting that he's just like, like is there like fucking like like unauthorized biographies like is there like a pbs special on my life you know he's like what the hell and she's like well you never hear anything good in the regular comment i'm like yeah to a large point you're right i'm like i wouldn't say never because i'm like obviously they were talking about these things in that summer but yeah mm-hmm. as far as her household and these kinds and he's like he's like your mom said we're a hot item <laughs> he's, he's like she's like so are you and susan a hot item right she does while she's un- uncuffing him yeah does well, inquire she, about susan and- yeah and he's like my mom's he's like where'd you hear that or whatever and she's like mom she's like your mom said that like well yeah. as much as she ever would she used a lot of words like <laughs> still i like gravity and <laughs> i like that jody and michael are still the same old married couple like gossip about all their friends yeah. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, half gossip, half informational, right? This is important that, like, oh, my God, Susan's now, you know. She's a vampire. Yeah, I was like, I was just telling Harry to propose to her, and now she's... He's surprisingly candid with her. Like, he's, like, you know, saying how it's complicated, and she's just like, "Mm, why don't you just just tie her up? Use handcuffs. Like, let's do it. I know. Well, he prefaces all of this, too, because she's like, she's like, do you want to tell me about all this? He's like, "Uh, you're too young. And she's like, oh, you can use, like, bleep to fill in things, right? So, again, Harry's, like, immediately, like, where the bleep did you, you know? And then, exactly, he's, she's, like, she's, like, oh, so it's, like, a sex thing? He's, like, oh, you're so too young. You're, like, 10. And she's, like, 14. Like, so we're, you know what I mean? Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, like, granted. But I I do, I just, I, you know, I'm, like, this does hard. And I think for most of us, this is, you know, so many of us as kids, uh, you know, teens with families. And, again, I'm, like, you know what? Sure. I think I I was Molly when I was growing up. I had to either purposely or accidentally eavesdropped on conversations to find out things that were going on around my household or other people. Because you're right, my parents didn't discuss these things in front of, it wasn't any of our business and whatever, I would find out from my my older sisters what I would do. Well, yeah, because you guys had that nice age gap that it made it, you know, your sister was older to a lot of them. Like, yeah, sure, my youngest sister probably got a lot of it, but, you know, I, you know, but exactly, right? It's this whole in-between and everything like that. 
and where she's all like, oh, mommy, you know, says that you're like immature and, and depravity and, and um, moral bankruptcy. And he's like, so are you? And he's like, morally bankrupt? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Are you a hot item with Susan? <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, Harry's like, what? Like, it's just kind of, you know, Molly's going to a mile a minute and going whatever. She thinks this is just great. And this is just one of dad's friends. Like, again, there's obviously a familiarity enough there that she's used to, that it's not like, oh, hello, Mr. Dresden. How are, you know what I mean? Like, there's a certain amount of respect for you. Because at first she's like, probably, oh, shit. She was probably because she's the older one. Of the, well, she is. She's the oldest. Yeah. She is the oldest. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's so, the so, oldest. So she did get to actually hang out with with Dresden before he got, you know, got the and on, is, on Charity's shit list. Ooh, yeah. Well, well he's ever, been there the whole time. I was going to say, I don't know yeah. if he was ever off Charity's shit list. But a lot but. of the children's original memories would have been too young to remember him. Whereas Molly's probably always been old enough to know this guy. Okay. Well, just, I mean, again, it goes back to that conversation of whether they've known each other yeah, for yeah, yeah. six <laughs> years or 20 years, depending on how that whole. But Exactly. At 14, she's known him. So, so if we said he's... How many years are we at this point? Well, it's for five so years. Just, just, whatever. It was only five years now? I don't no. know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, seven. I don't know. But, yeah, Molly was probably, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever, yeah. right, when Harry... So, young enough exactly that, you know, there's a little bit like, of, oh, this is my... But also that you've been around a lot, you know what I mean? That you're familiar enough, I'm comfortable with you enough being around because you have been so much a part of my life growing up kind of a thing, even though he's not like a permanent fixture. Because even just previously, when he phoned earlier, she's all like, oh, no, you know, and she was joking around with him a little bit, like, oh, so you don't want to talk to mom. and Right? So she's got that sort of comfortable and know that Harry's good for a sarcastic jab and stuff like that, right? So it is kind of an interesting dynamic where Harry's like, we know each other, you're like, but also like, ooh, you're a child. Yeah, and, and it just is... Just kind of like what I keep doing you today. It, it, it's <laughs> just in reverse. It is, right. Well, it is different when it's somebody else's kid a little bit, isn't it, you know? Like, again, we all sort of, we get there, we're like, oh my god, my kids are growing up and they're doing... But again, as you move along day to day with all that, it's less of that jarring as, you know, seeing every few months or every few years right. or whatever, you know, so... There's just, yeah, so many fantastic things in this whole exchange. So earlier earlier in this chapter, it says that, that Molly is, a, um, like, about the same height as Charity. Yeah. And I didn't realize, because Charity comes home, and he, like and, and we figure, like, she's, it actually says, so she's, like, 5'11-ish. Five, like five yeah. She's Give or take an inch or yeah. so. Like, she so is at tall. 14. Why is everybody so goddamn tall see, in this book? See, I told you. Didn't I bring this up a couple chapters you ago? Did. Where it's like, everybody in Harry's world is either feet. exceptionally tall or exceptionally well, God, short. if she's 14 and 5'11 already, like, yeah. God. Which is, part of me is like, she can't, I mean, again, just in my own visual, it's hard for me to picture her. I mean, they're sitting in a treehouse, too, so it's fine. They're sitting. It's hard for me to picture her quite... You know, because women it, keep developing till they're around twenty-five, yeah, whereas men, they men are, are but a I was little bit younger say, when they stop developing. I think that's the opposite. I'm pretty sure guys continue to grow for a few more years after girls. Oh. I thought it was. I was height. thinking that way too. That guys usually top out around like eighteen, nineteen. Oh, I could be totally to be wrong on this. Twenty-one one. I, 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 or something. Like, yeah, no, but the same thing. Like, women but it's are, slower. Like for women, it's slower. Yeah. And men, but, men were more extreme because of testosterone. Is how I. Yeah, mean. girls usually stop growing at about fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, but uh, I was gonna say, um, and girl, boys are about eighteen. Yeah. Okay, so that was... Oh, okay. Um, Probably one of those things you learn in the 80s that n- never got corrected for me. <laughs> yeah, could be. Um, but I... Oh, yeah, because they're, like, sitting in the treehouse, so it's not quite the same, but I tend to... I, I, maybe it's just because I'm more that height. It's hard for me to picture Molly being sort of that tall. But again, like, I... T- you know, at the same time, I'm like my very tall friend who we mentioned before. He was, like, six foot or better by age 12. Yeah. 
right? right? So, okay, you've got that boy-girl difference or whatever, right? But I'm like, again, it's not, like, she is 14, so it's not, and again, I'm pretty much the height I was at that age, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was probably somewhere 12 to 14-ish, right? So I'm like, again, it's just probably a little bit because she's got that sort of extra height that we're not, like, part of, you're like, that sounds so tall for, like, a 14-year-old, but I'm like, well, when I actually stop and think about it, you know, and, like, my kids and my niece, you know, and I'm like, no, actually, I guess that is, you know, it's not that unreasonable for her to be right. at that height already, but yes, she is tall and she is only 14, and... <laughs> So well, you know, and that, that baby fat and chubbiness and, like, you know, just, you know, general demeanor that young kids have, you know, totally changes the height uh, perception, too, right? Well, some of that, too, you know, exactly, yeah. There's, But, yeah, sadly, it's nothing I have experience with because I am not 5'11". Oh. <laughs> horrendously average. Above average for I'm the States. I'm taller than Murphy. I'm taller than average Murphy. That's about all we've got. <laughs> yes. I'm not taller than Mouse, but I'm taller than Murphy. <laughs> oh, oops, we'll have to skip that part. So, so Charity pulls up in the van and begins unloading the children and tells Mr. Dresden to help. Right. He says he's in a hurry for Michael, but she does not care. And she's like, take this in. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I got shit to do. Yeah. And even this, because he's asking, he's asking um, Molly, he's like, is that normal for no one to be? Oh, she's like, oh, yeah, it's Aaron Day. She just loads up all the little snot nosed yeah. Jawas in the sand crawler. It's like, we love right. you, Molly. Like, you, you know how to talk to Dresden. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and Molly, yeah, so he's like, I'm like, I just got to get out of here. Like, Michael's still not home. And she's like, no, I got groceries to take in. He's like, yeah, I got a bounce. She's like, no, I got groceries to take in. No, no, no you're make doing yourself, this. And, and literally, like, shoves them into his hand and makes him take, you know, he's like, I kind of had to fumble, too, you know. And she's like, just fucking take him in, Dresden. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, right? Jesus Dude. Christ. Like, Show up at their house unannounced. I've just been shopping for four hours with, like, three little kids, and... Uh, he clearly hasn't been married before. <laughs> right? <laughs> or been part of a large family, being the, you know, only child orphan type right. Well, you is. know, and Molly, yeah, she instantly jumped into, like, unclipping kids from seatbelts, right? Knew like, she drill. knew the drill. Well, actually, no. First, she ran into the house really quick and ditched her bag. <laughs> and then she was ditched just... Ditched the contraband. Ditched the contraband real fast. Yeah, grabs Princess Amanda from the van, and, and Harry is introduced. And, and I, I thought it was so cute. Right. Your name is Bill. Yeah. We already have a Harry. You're Bill now. Right. <laughs> like Cute. I'm a man and like, my dad says I'm a princess. Okay. He's <laughs> like, oh. But yeah, very and so very typically kids in a lot of ways. You know, I'm like, actually, yeah, I could totally see that 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 logic there. But like, we already have a Harry. You can be Bill. <laughs> and just immediately walk right and Harry's like, glad we settled that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done, right. But yeah, exactly. So and Harry still uh, charity is still just like Cause you know she gives him the whole. She's like, I've got groceries and I've got meat thawing and I've got a baby that's gonna wake up. And so he's, you know, ha still holding the stuff she put in his hand and having this exchange with the. And she's like, Harry, the ice cream's melting. <laughs> he's like, Okay, right. I'm coming. Well, and we and we see Shiro. Shiro is also in the van and he's helping. Shiro went along. He uh, helps yeah. unload children as well. Yeah. And, and so I guess that sort of establishes, for me at least, that he has been interactive with his family for some time. Yeah. So, well. Because there's a comfort there. Like, there. There is, and I mean, she I, took. I'm shopping. There, well, yeah. I mean, I can see that a little bit too. Like, honestly, yeah, if I, you know, go to my, you know, to another town to visit my sister and they're doing it, I'm probably going to go run errands with you because, A, just why am I going to sit around by myself to spend time, but also, yeah, give you a hand kind of a thing. And I see that being just very Shiro part, you know, that again, Shiro, again, 
being a knight of the cross, right? He's like that. He's 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 willing to help. He's charitable yeah, to help others. You take he's care giving, of the kids and you get know, the groceries. And and again, whether or not you know, we don't know yet whether or not Shiro's had a family of his own or anything like that. But again, right? Totally see him being like, oh man, you gotta, you know, you got because he's got the three little ones. He's got Amanda or she's got Amanda, Amanda Hope and Harry are in. Right, so five and younger, right? I'm like, yeah, that is kind of a handful to go shopping with, right? So for sure, let me be an extra pair of hands to help you watch the kids or, you know, whatever, all that kind of stuff, right? Right. Um, well, you know, he's, he's a warrior but, of God. I don't think he's also expected to do that either. No, like, but... I'm pretty sure Charity is not going to be like, Cheryl, get in the van now. Like, well, well, there's a difference between how she treats Harry yes, yes. and how she well, would treat somebody who is sort of in her... There, well, for sure, she's got more respect for Cheryl because yeah. we know Charity doesn't like Dresden and doesn't have respect for him. So there's that. She has more... Because, again, Shiro is very much like Michael and stands for the same thing. I think Charity thinks so, of Harry as a child. Well, very much. Yeah, but it's, it's just part but, of who the knights are. It's like, they're just obviously going to help. But Charity doesn't have to ask. She doesn't have to, like, guess. Well, that's, that's the thing, knows. right? She doesn't have to order because he's going to be there offering before she has to ask whether or not. But okay. to go back to what you're saying, the comfort in the family is, yes, what we found when we first met them is that Shiro is the one that trained Michael. <laughs> so while we've never met him before, we've never seen him on the scene, back in the day... He knows the carpenters very yeah. well. Obviously, it, it does a nice job of, of, of establishing the familiar. Yeah. So again, right, it shows that Shiro is very comfortable just being like, "I'll hop in your minivan and go grocery shopping with you and the babies." And again, that Charity is comfortable having him along, like whatever. He's a part of the family. That it's in his personality. That he's, you know, that Charity has respect for him. Whatever. Blah 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 blah. It's just like again, and I can see a little bit just because you're like, oh, she wouldn't order him around. I can see a little bit the flip side too, like given the way she is here. Obviously, Charity just being very much that way too, like. We're a big family. If you're here, you help out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're going to be here, sure, you might as you know, not necessarily ordering him the same way. She might dress him, but I can also see Harry, Charity just very, you know, um, uh, very much expecting, you know, that it like wouldn't feel bad about putting him to work or something like that if she needed or felt, you know, right. whatever. But yes, but yeah, it's, it's a great little scene. He's just like, okay, <laughs> you know, she's like, you will take these groceries in and you will put them away, and then we will talk. Right? He does. He does ultimately help and and then when, once they're inside Dresden asks again about Michael and explains that that he does need a second for the duel with Ortega and or with with Ortega sure lets him know that Michael and Sonia went to St. Louis to St. Louis I, I think that's dependent on who you are and where you're uh crap because I do hear a lot of people say St. Louis like the St. Louis Blues, but then there is also Judy Garland and me, me and St. Louis, Louis. So, you know, I'm not really sure which way, if, if there's an absolute <laughs> okay. proper... They, they went to St. Louis, Louis. It, it might be like Toronto and Toronto, right. you know? I'm right. not sure if there's like a diehard I feel like I'm saying it in French man- Dialectical, manner. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. My school was Louis. But, but they went there to investigate a Denarian activity, and they don't know when when he'll return. Yeah. So so Shira, Shiro offers... Shira. Shira. <laughs> I know, I keep saying Shira. Is it because you had 80s night last night? Yes. Shira! Shira! Shiro offers to be Dresden's second, and seems to be already really very fully aware of the protocols for the duel. Um, and, and he takes the number for the archive and goes off to make the call. Yeah. Like he's, he's very, just like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. So yeah, Charity is annoyed that once again he's shown up looking for stuff and that he needs Michael and Shiro's like, dude, like, we kind of asked you to stay out of this and Harry's like, I get it, it's not actually about that. 
Twitch charity is like, of course. So not only are you here interrupting, but yeah, go figure. It's not even about this whole big thing that requires them. You're going to come with something else yet again that's completely, <laughs> you know, so it's just, you can't win. He's just deeper and deeper. But yeah, but then Shiro's like, okay. And again, it's this fantastic moment seeing what the character of, of these folks are, right? Where he's like, would Michael help him? And Charity's like, yes, because my husband's an idiot. And that's all it is. Shiro's like, okay, I'll do it. And Harry's like, like again, gets that one part so of like, selfless. oh, thank God. Well, yeah, but he gets that relief. But at the same time, he's like, he's like, you dude, you don't have, like, you don't know me, mm-hmm. right. you know. And Shiro was like, yeah, I don't care. Mike, Michael knows you. Michael would do it. Good enough. You must be, you must be good peeps. Because Michael would help Harry. Shiro will help Harry, and that's all it is. That's all yeah. that needs to be said. Right. Right. Yeah. And even that, Harry's got sort of a nice. He's like. I don't know if it's just because I don't know him and I'm like a little bit uncomfortable whether it's like my pride or, you know, but he's like, oh, me and Michael mm-hmm. work together. I feel there's a little bit of like that give and take mm-hmm. we can, you know, but he's like, oh, it just, you know, kind of rubbed me the wrong. He's like, or maybe that's just my pride talking that, you know, but either way, he is relieved that somebody is. And again, it's not even just like Joe Blow. It's a night of the cross. So dudes. Well, and it sounds like from the, the amount of experience that he's already asking the right questions that this is the correct choice. Well... I don't think that Michael would have been the correct choice. Like, yes, it would have been his default. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't I think... Mean, I don't think Michael I mean, would have been the right one. From coming from the knight's perspective, it all worked out that Michael wasn't there to be asked, and Shiro was. So that, maybe, that's God's So maybe that tells plan. you that Michael made it that not, way. Right. Yeah, so there you Michael go. Michael wasn't gonna be the good choice. That's why God sent him to St. Louis, or Louis, depending on who you are, <laughs> where you're from. <laughs> So yeah, there's definitely that side of it that it could have played out, and and I w- I could see it that again, because again, Shiro obviously has some years on Michael as well and stuff like that. He's been around a lot longer. Um, Michael may not have had the opportunity to. So yeah, it's hard to say. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe Michael has done official duels like this. Maybe not. But well, we, we, anyway, we know. Now we actually get really the opportunity to get to learn more about. Well, we do, and that's about good these too. other characters, and that's like, good too. But yeah, we know lots about Michael. Let's, we, let's, let's well, well that's the thing, and we know you know Harry because we know in a fight exactly We're doing world character building. Exactly right. Well, like you know Michael can whether or not he's ever done a duel or not or whatever. It's like well, you know Michael is reliable. If he says he's going to be there, he you know he'll figure out the shit even if he doesn't. You know, Shiro sort of was like, oh, where is it at? And he's like, well, I don't know. And he's like, oh, let me call your second. Right. So it's like yeah, Shiro's not Michael. We know would have at least put in the homework he would have made sure to find that out and do it all the right way and he could have but yeah it's this way that exactly it's like you don't even have to worry about whether or not he's like again just that extra peace of mind that it's like it's not even just theoretical it's not like oh i read my copy of the accord you know he's like no i know right <laughs> yeah so so dresden waits a bit while he's waiting for for shiro to come back yeah and he's sort of watching charity prepare dinner and then and then decides to join in and help cut veggies like like all right i'm, I'm gonna stop being awkward i'm gonna help and and, and, and charity does relent and like gives him here's more can, shit to do here's a can of coke and here's this is right and then starts chatting with him major peace offering right mm-hmm. you know that she's like she gets him right. a can of coke <laughs> all right we're gonna have a heart to heart here's a coke but yeah. she, she does disclose her worry for michael and knowing and, and she knows that she would be completely lost without him and and she also has that worry because he has been hurt. Michael has been hurt three times in the past trying to help Dresden. So yeah. statistically, like yeah. every time he tries to help Dresden, he gets fucked in some way. Yeah. Which just to be fair, that's, you know, all the times that he's not, you know, getting his mission from God. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like the whole point, right? Because she's like, you know, again, where she's like, 
I don't like you, I don't, but at the same time, being who she is, she's like, I don't, like, hate you, you know what I mean? <laughs> she's like, I think you're a jerk, and I don't like how Michael always gets into trouble, but exactly, right? She's like, I can I can offer you, a, you know what I mean, you're, you're still a human being, you're not scum of the earth kind of a thing, right? Yeah. So it's like that whole willingness to, and then exactly where she's like, you know, and I think it says on so many levels, like, not only does she, and spoiler alert, they have seven kids. So, which you do sort of get in this. We don't get all their names yet, but, you know, basically, right. So the oldest is obviously Molly at 14. The youngest is Harry, who's about a year or so in this book, right? So none of them are, you know what I mean? She still has a lot of young kids to raise. So, I mean, there's, first of all, that right there. Like, exactly. I'm like, for any of us that have raised, you know, one, two, three, four kids on our own, any number is hard, and especially... You know, so she's got slight advantage that, okay, at least Molly and some of the other ones are a little bit old enough to help out. But they're not, like, go to work and drive the car old enough or anything like that yet, right? And there's also, I think it speaks to the fact of just how much her and Michael do love and respect each other. That, you know, she's like, I would be lost without him. And not even just from a, oh, it's so sappy, make me pee. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, they genuinely support each other. And, and that's, a, that's a big family unit, as you're saying. A, like, yeah. yeah, it's... You know, emotionally, physically, financially, whatever, they work together in a partnership and whatever, you know what I mean? And exactly. So that, you know, she she would be that so much of a loss for all of these things, you know, that Michael does for the family, as well as just the father to the kids, because he obviously fathers his children, and his children like and respect their dad. Mm-hmm. Not like Jessica's thing the other day where it's like, I got a tattoo of my dad and it's just blank space. <laughs> a bunch of coworkers kept tagging me in that. And I'm like, those are assholes. <laughs> but it's kind of, it was kind of funny though. And I'm like, it's so wrong, but yet so right. And unfortunately, <laughs> so many more people I know these days, that's the reality than the other way around, mm-hmm. right? But, um, but yeah. So, yeah, so she's like, yeah, he's been hurt three times. And he's like, oh, shit. And she's like, all of them with you. Oh, shit. Yeah, and why? Because yours aren't sanctioned missions kind of a thing, you know? Yours are outside. Yours are not Michael keeps doing it anyways, knowing he's going to get hurt. And well, you keep bringing him the possibility. <laughs> but, yeah, right. but again, because Michael is, again, like, Shiro's not going to be like, fuck you, go grocery shopping on your own. Michael's like, I'm not going to make you go out and fight ghosts and demon on your own. You need help. Yeah, I'm here. I'm not otherwise engaged already, mm-hmm. I will come and help you. Right? And it helps too that you know? it's not just it's not just selfish from Harry. Like he is always going up against a bad guy that was hurting. Like, you know, like yeah. the first time we met Michael, like they're gonna go fight ghosts at the children's hospital. Yeah. Or the children's wing of the hospital. Like saving right. babies, yeah, the nursery. Right? Like it's not that. like he like Dresden showed up and he was like, Oh, I pissed off a ghost and now he's being mean to me. Well, well I, mean, I think there's a lot of overlap. Like I think that I think this the stuff that Harry is doing with Michael is still yes what would be considered God's work for Michael. Which is... But he does, his involvement, because he's such a wild card, does throw a, a monkey wrench into things. It is, and this is this whole fate versus free will versus big picture versus... Exactly. Obviously, if Michael is there and doing it, you can argue the point that he's meant, you know, yeah. again... We well, know from Grave Peril that if the sword is used in the wrong way, it's not going to keep being a holy sword. Well, that right. So we know every time he's worked with Harry, obviously God hasn't been against that, or the sword <gasps> well, would have gone kaputz. Right? Well, I was going to say, there is that, because, yeah, there's still bad guys, it's still the supernatural evil that mm-hmm. Michael is going up again. It's just not necessarily, you know, the Lord's top priority. Yeah. Is. So I, I, I think Charity's whole thing is, is, is a lot more fear-based than, yeah. actually, I, than, than actually, like, that it's not sanctioned 
ocean, my God. She's like, like you yeah. put ripples it's, in the pond kind of a thing, right. you know? Which is fair. Which is totally fair. I mean, again, right? At the very least, we can all argue that, you know? Like, sure, our significant others or whatever, you know, why don't you like the best friend or the, you know? Because on your own, you're fine. When you two get together, you do stupid shit. You know? And it's not that that person is necessarily a bad person, I just don't like when you guys get together and right. do dumb shit or whatever, you know? So, again, well, Char- Charity doesn't necessarily think that Harry's not doing it. I mean, she knows on the... I mean, again, if she thought Harry was that bad, she wouldn't let Michael go anywhere near him with a 10-foot pole. And, again, I think she knows that Michael would not associate right. with... But, again, it's just that, yeah. I mean, she does She does go into it, like, because Dresden cuts himself while tending, tending to... Yes, because now it's his turn to cut carrots like a teenager in a slasher film. <laughs> yeah, and and so Char- Charity does sort of tend to him and help help him with his his, yeah. his his cut. And and Harry asks her why she, why he didn't just lie and just yeah just get him out of the way because she doesn't like him. And and she does explain to him despite her dislike she wouldn't abandon her beliefs or betray her husband. She continues to explain that uh, that because Harry is Michael's friend. She'll support him despite her despite her dislike, and not allow Michael's heart to be broken in any way. Like she's so so devoted to Michael and that it doesn't matter what. Yes, and putting her trust in him too, because okay. like you say, if she legit thought that Harry was just bad news through and through, she would protect Michael the same way she would protect her children. Would right? So she trusts that if Michael sees something and, and you know feels he should be helping him. Yeah, okay, and yeah, Michael is, or Harry is out there fighting the ghosts and the demons and the things like that, you know? But exactly, it's just the methods aren't the same, you know what I mean? Is You're not coming to it from the same place. At, you know, I mean, again, it's a little bit like the difference between, say, a cop and a private eye and a vigilante. <laughs> you might all be doing the same thing for the same purpose, but you can stand behind and support the cops. You're not supposed to stand behind and support the vigilantes. Well, it's a little bit like the, the, the backers, too. So she's used to seeing Michael work with Shiro and um, Sonia, who have the same backer, God. Yeah. Whereas even though he's still doing God's work when he works with Harry, Harry doesn't have the same backer because he is... Well, and that's the thing, right? He's not taking all of the jobs for the same reason right. in the same, right? So you're like... You know, again, ultimately, sure, we're going to take down a bad guy, and I mean, again, I, 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 saw, I think it, I think it affects the well, yeah, sort well, of the balance. We, we for saw him, it for in Grave Peril, right? Michael's like, I'm not going to do anything that's outside my my morals, mm-hmm. and and Harry's like, Hey, no, there's going to be shit going on, and and you know, like, there's going to be some feeding. We're just going to have to let that slide because we're not here for that. And Michael's like, No, if I see it, I'm a stopping it. Well, it seems right. a little bit like and a teeter-totter. It is a little bit, but that's the thing, right? Like, so the so further ultimately, goes, they're there to stop the vampires, right? Ultimately, right. Harry wants to stop all of them. Ultimately, Harry doesn't want those kids getting fed on. But Harry's like, we're going in way outnumbered to their shindig. Like, we're the invited ones. We have to. We got to play by their rules. And Michael is very much, I don't have to. I will play by my rules. If mm-hmm. that means I help you out and you get what you want, great. If it means not, Harry, you know I love you. But, you know, fuck mm-hmm. you, I'm going to, you know what I mean? And, right, because Harry's like, ah, okay, fine. you know what I mean? And so exactly, right? It's like... Well, it's just full circle to remember that in this moment, um, Ortega has hits on the charity house and all the children, right? If well, Harry doesn't it. go to this Because, yeah, if, duel, he, if he's going right? to take out the random client that hired me, 
Michael and his family is definitely one of those close targets. Well, 100%. That's... So it's like Charity doesn't know that by telling Shiro to help Harry, like, she's you're helping, helping yourself. Because, like, exactly. Right? And so, obviously, Harry didn't come in and was like, well, you better help me because you're going to be the one who are dead if you don't, right? Like, it, Harry didn't go in and do any of that, right? Well, yeah, because like, that's not really Harry either, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't want to threaten or coerce or bully or unnecessarily, I mean, again, it's that fine line between keeping them informed and keeping them protected, you know? Like, Murphy's like, I don't fucking need protection, I can, you know? And it's like, uh, but same thing, right? He doesn't want to freak them out and be like, oh yeah, so there's somebody probably watching you guys right now with a gun on every one of your kids. You know, the ones that aren't home yet either. Exactly. Right? You know what I mean? Like, he won't do that to her either, right? Like, so yeah, and I think it's it's a great thing there too where, where again, he starts feeling like, she, you know, she's like, he's been hurt when he's out with you because you're pulling him away, like, this is side shit, and he's like, oh, so it's my fault, and she's like, it's not about fault, you know, she's like, that's not why, I just worry, because he's got hurt, and it just so happens, you know, she, I'm just as worried if he gets hurt on his own jobs, but again, those are set up differently, mm-hmm. that as of yet, that hasn't happened, mm-hmm. it's, you know, and, so yeah, exactly that whole, and he's like, well, you could have just got rid of me, and again, she's just, she's legitimately confused, and she's like, what? And he's like, well, you could have, like, lied. You could have told Cheryl that Michael... And she's like, but he would help you, you know? And again, I think it's great that it's not just Charity saying, well, I, I couldn't do that. That's not right. She's like, I wouldn't do... You know, she's like, I don't like you, and I definitely don't respect you enough to compromise my beliefs and morals on your behalf. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I'm like, again, it's that it's that standing up. It's that that how good she is. And also, like, a fuck you to dress it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean? Where she's like, so This is why you? I think the, the way that the, the chapter ends is so appropriate. So, so because she's tending to the cut, I hear they make disinfectants that don't hurt these days, but Charity used iodine. <laughs> like, this is perfect. This is perfect. She's going to help, but she is not going to make it easy she's on him. She's not going to make it easy. She's not going to make it painless. Right. She's, and again, and I think that she's a little still bit, there, but she's, she's going to give him grief. Well, and this is why I like the way Butcher has written the Carpenters. He writes them as very good people, very morally righteous and but they're also human they're not above they're not the goody two-shoes you want to like smack she's like i will help you because it was the right thing to do but i'm also gonna use the fucking eye and i just spite you because i know that'll hurt more (laughs) (laughs) you know and yeah exactly right that it's just that yeah anyways it's good and it it, it gives us a bit more into exactly why and how charity is the way she Mm -hmm. is around not being a bitch just for the sake of being a bitch. Yeah, it's not just picking on her husband's friend. It's, yeah. She's got she's got a lot on her plate because this is the first time we've met. We sort of know about all of this again. Other than baby Harry now, we're like, well, now we're meeting. Like, Molly's awesome. Molly's mm-hmm. hilarious. Hello, Carpenters. For, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, like your like kids are sarcastic and witty and, again, willing and able to do the right thing because, again, Molly's learned her place in the family is she's not bitching and whining about... She knows, Mom just got home with the kids. I can help taking kids and groceries, mm-hmm. you know, without having me asked and nagged and whatever, right? So it's like, yeah, they're all just awesome. They're good people. Good people. This concludes our episode 10.13, Handcuff Solutions. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are free flow rambling, under by at your own risk.